Hello and welcome to episode 709 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Friday, November 10th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Friday prayer from the book, The Glories of Mary, by the great saint and doctor of the church, Alphonsus Liguori, to the most blessed Virgin Mary, to obtain love towards her and Jesus Christ. O Mary, I already know that thou art the most noble, the most sublime, the most pure, the most beautiful, the most benign, the most holy, in a word, the most amiable of all creatures. O that all knew thee, my lady, and loved thee as thou dost merit. But I am consoled when I remember that in heaven and on earth there are so many happy souls who live enamored of thy goodness and beauty. Above all, I rejoice that God himself loves thee alone more than he loves all men and angels together. O my most amiable queen, I, a miserable sinner, love thee also, but I love thee too little. I desire a greater and more tender love towards thee, and this thou must obtain for me, since to love thee is a great mark of predestination and a grace which God only grants to those whom he will save. I see also, my mother, that I am indeed under great obligations to thy son, I see that he merits infinite love. Thou, who desirest nothing else but to see him love, hast to obtain me this grace above all others. Obtain me great love for Jesus Christ. Thou obtainest all that thou willest from God. Ah, then be graciously pleased to obtain me the grace to be so united to the divine will that I may never more be separated from it. I do not ask of thee earthly goods, honors, or riches. I ask thee for that which thy heart desires most for me. I wish to love my God. Is it possible that thou refusest to second this my desire, which is so pleasing to thee? Ah, no, thou already helpest me. Already thou prayest for me. Pray, pray, and cease not to pray until thou seest me safe in heaven, beyond the possibility of evermore losing my Lord and certain to love him forever together with thee, my dearest mother. Today, friends, we're going to check out a selection from 1 Peter 5. Dot com. It is an address that was given by Cardinal Seurat. The title at 1 Peter 5 is there, it is not, excuse me, there is now a crisis of the magisterium. Editors note, what follows is the official English text from His Eminence, original address delivered in Italian here, and a link is given for the YouTube presentation. Presentation of Credo, Compendium of the Catholic Faith. Robert Cardinal Seurat, Prefect Emeritus of the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments, Rome, Thursday, 26 October, 2023. Firstly, I would like to thank His Excellency, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, for inviting me to take part in this presentation of his latest book. But how can I not also thank all of you here present for your friendship and especially for honoring us with your presence This evening, you have agreed to consecrate your precious time to come and listen to distinguished speakers who help us appreciate this compendium and the riches of the mystery of our Catholic faith. At this time of serious crisis in the church, of confusion, and especially as all too often, we hear so many discordant opinions coming from the mouths of so many high-ranking prelates on doctrinal and moral issues and on the acceptance of ideologies that deny God and his teachings on the nature and mission of man. The publication of the book Credo, Compendium of the Catholic Faith, 
is an initiative of great importance, and it has come at the right time. Indeed, a true cacophony reigns today in the teachings of pastors, bishops, and priests. They seem to contradict each other. Each one imposes his personal opinion as if it were a certainty. The result is confusion, ambiguity, and apostasy, great disorientation, deep bewilderment, and devastating uncertainties have been inoculated in the souls of many Christian believers. The German philosopher Robert Speyman aptly described this bewilderment with a quotation from the first letter of St. Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians. For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? 1 Corinthians 14.8 This is precisely why I wrote in my endorsement, so much is said by so many about the Catholic faith today. Some of it is confusing. Some is downright erroneous. That we must be profoundly grateful to Bishop Schneider for this faithful, succinct, profound, and truly up-to-date exposition of the teaching of the Catholic Church. Utterly conscious of the duty received at his Episcopal consecration, faithfully to hand on intact that which he himself has received in the living tradition of the Church, in this compendium, Bishop Schneider invites all men and women of goodwill to deepen, and even where necessary, to correct their knowledge of Catholic doctrine. His clear and concise questions and responses facilitate this. Whilst his assiduous notation of sources encourages a deeper exploration of the riches of the faith, while I am sure that this book will serve Bishop Schneider's aim of coming to the aid of those little ones who are hungry for the bread of right doctrine, it will also prove to be an important tool in the essential missionary work of evangelization and apologetics in announcing the saving truth of Jesus Christ in our world that so desperately needs it. This book reminds us of the nature and well-structured content of Christian truths. It helps us to believe. But believing presupposes knowing, and knowing implies a commitment of reason to better know, internalize, teach and transmit. With this book, each of us may be enabled to retrace our own journey of faith, to return to the fundamental sources of the faith as it were, so as to rediscover a serene faith that is not ashamed of itself. This book can help us to discover Jesus Christ more deeply, to love and believe in him, and to be able to say with St. Paul in 2 Timothy 1.12, For I know whom I have believed, and I am certain that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. We do not believe in a doctrine, but love a person, Jesus Christ, in whom we believe. We do not believe in dogmas, ideologies, or the wisdom of this world. See 1 Corinthians 2.6. But through our faith in Jesus Christ, each one of us can say, I believe in Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2, 19 and 20. We believe in him who said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me walketh not in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John eight twelve. In the absence of light, everything becomes confused. It is impossible to tell good from evil. There is an urgent need then to see once again that faith is a light. 
For once the flame of faith dies out, all other lights begin to dim. In fact, the light of faith is unique since it is capable of illuminating every aspect of human existence. A light this powerful cannot come from ourselves, but from a more primordial source. In a word, it must come from God. Lumen Fidei 3 and 4. When we speak of a crisis in the church, it is important to point out that the church, as the mystical body of Christ, continues to be one holy, Catholic, and apostolic. The sources of theology and the church's doctrinal and moral teaching remain unchanged and unchangeable. The church, as the continuation and extension of Christ in the world, is not in crisis. It is we, her sinful children, who are in crisis. She enjoys the promise of eternal life. The gates of hell will never prevail against her. Jesus says to Peter, Tu es Petrus, et super hanc Petram, idificabo, ecclesia meam, et portai inferi non prevelibunt adversum eam. Matthew 16, 18. We know and we firmly believe that in her there will always be sufficient light for one who sincerely desires to seek God. St. Paul's appeal to Timothy, his son in the faith, concerns us all. I charge thee before God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who gave testimony under Pontius Pilate, a good confession. Keep that which is committed to thy trust, the deposit, avoiding the profane novelties of words and oppositions of knowledge falsely so-called, which some promising have erred concerning the faith. 1 Timothy 6.13 and 20 and 21. The deposit of faith continues to be a supernatural divine gift. But today, the crisis of the church has entered a new phase, the crisis of the magisterium. Certainly, the authentic magisterium, as a supernatural function of the mystical body of Christ, exercised and guided invisibly by the Holy Spirit, cannot be in crisis. The voice and action of the Holy Spirit are constant, and the truth towards which it leads us is steadfast and unchanging. The evangelist John tells us in chapter 16, verses 13 through 15, But when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will teach you all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but what things soever he shall hear, he shall speak, and the things that are to come, he shall show you. He shall glorify me, because he shall receive of mine and shall show it to you. All things whatsoever the Father hath are mine. Therefore, I said, that he shall receive of mine and show it to you. Dogma, doctrine, divine revelation, do not change at all. The church stands before the Lord to adore and glorify him, and her way of praying and believing, whilst always capable of harmonious growth and enrichment, is essentially unchanging. Lex credendi and lex orandi have walked hand in hand and nourished each other throughout the history of the church. If we believe that our dogma is like a seed that grows day by day, why should we not see the way we pray and express our dogma in a similar way? Theologians begin the study of their subject by deepening their knowledge of the field, as it is presented to them in the Old Testament, New Testament writings, church fathers, and finally in the magisterium of the church. 
Only after a long journey may they claim to know the tradition and develop a theory that is in continuity with previous theology on the one hand and on the other offers a current and, in some ways, original perspective on the matter, without changing doctrine. This is what His Excellency Bishop Schneider wishes to remind us of in his book, Credo, Compendium of the Catholic Faith. For this we thank him immensely, and I thank you for your patience and indulgent listening. And the official translation was by Diane Montaigne, published with the kind permission of His Eminence Robert Cardinal Seurat. Cardinal Seurat is a wonderful cardinal and a holy man of the Lord. He is a, a genuine pastor of souls and someone who could be trusted, as is Bishop Schneider. And I have not read um, his new book, his new catechism, but I would recommend you get it because anything produced by Bishop Schneider is great. It's entitled Credo Compendium of the Catholic Faith. And to reiterate the wise words, I'm paraphrasing um, what he said, that of Bishop Lefebvre, read the traditional catechisms, and I'm sure this uh, compendium of the Catholic faith, Credo by Bishop Schneider, is in line with the traditional catechisms. So get a copy of that or read the Catechism of the Council of Trent, Baltimore Catechism, the Catechism of St. Pius X, pray the rosary every day, attend the traditional Latin Mass or Divine Liturgy, and like the wonderful Bishop Lefebvre said, don't be bitter because our joy is in the Lord. I will conclude, my friends, by mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach available on the web at halo-soma.org. Also, please tune in to episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast for more information about RPM. RPM is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, which is a system of communication for non-speakers. Before my niece was eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now we know she's a comprehensive genius who is a brilliant composer. She's very skilled in regards to mathematics. She's a poet. She knows foreign languages. She's been blessed with so much. And the key to unlocking that knowledge and unlocking her voice was RPM. It's as revolutionary a breakthrough as Braille was for the blind in terms of their being able to read or sign language was for the deaf in terms of their being able to communicate. Communication is a human right and RPM is taking people out of the prison of silence and into the world of open communication where they rightfully belong. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, and please join us again next time. Goodbye, and God love you.